Sing praises to our God, sing praises. Clap your hands, all you nations. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Let us be attentive. Brethren, salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. Let us then cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves becomingly as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. As for the man who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not for disputes over opinions. One believes he may eat anything, while the weak man eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who abstains, and let not him who abstains pass judgment on him who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for God is able to make him stand. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Let us be attentive. The Lord said, If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. But if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, 
and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the famous poem by John Milton, you know, called Paradise Lost, the following words are put by the poet into our forefather Adam's mouth. O fairest of creation, last and best of all God's works, creature in whom excelled whatever can by sight or thought be formed, holy, divine, good, amiable, or sweet. How art thou lost? How on a sudden lost? These words are those of Adam's lament after having lost paradise, being expelled from the Garden of Eden because of his disobedience, because of the devil's trickery, because of pride, because of self-reliance, because of ego. Formed from the dust of the ground, God breathed into mankind his very own spirit, creating us in his own image and likeness. Adam was even set over all of God's creation as a ruler and as a king, crowned, quote, with glory and honor, as the eighth psalm attests. He was given authority over everything made, even naming all of the animals of God. But delight just like a shooting star, which at one instant is there, and in the next instant is gone, paradise was lost. How on a sudden, lost. This terrible loss of intimacy with God and all things good is expressed in one of the hymns from today. Adam sat before paradise and lamenting his nakedness, he wept, woe is me. By evil deceit was I coerced and led astray and now I am an exile from glory. Woe is me, in my simplicity I was stripped naked, and now I am in want. O paradise, no more shall I take pleasure in your joy, no more shall I look upon the Lord my God and Maker, for I shall return to the earth 
whence I was taken. But, O merciful and compassionate Lord, to you I cry aloud, I am fallen. Have mercy on me. In addition to being Cheese Fair Sunday, the last day of consuming dairy products until Pascha, and in addition to being the Sunday of forgiveness, where forgiving one another is especially stressed as we enter Great Lent tomorrow with a peaceful and clean conscience, bearing no grudges against our neighbor, our Holy Church has also designated that today we remember the casting out of Adam from paradise. This woeful image of man, humankind looking upon the paradise of Eden in longing and in lament, having been cast out weeping and beating his breast, is captured by so many hymns of our church. In one of them again, Adam says, The Lord my Creator took me as a dust from the earth and formed me into a living creature, breathed into me the breath of life, and giving me a soul. He honored me, setting me as a ruler upon the earth over all things visible, and making me a companion of the angels. But Satan, that deceiver, using the serpent as his instrument, enticed me by food. He parted me from the glory of God and gave me over to the earth and to the lowest depths of death. But Master in compassion, call me back to paradise again. And in another hymn, Adam cries out, Sweet seemed to me the taste of the fruit of knowledge in Eden when I took my fill of eating, but the end of it was bitter gall. Woe to a wretched soul, see how uncontrollable desire has made you an exile from paradise. And why do we enter the great fast with remembrance of Adam's and therefore our own expulsion from paradise, that breach in our communion with God? Because I am sure that if each of us pauses and truly meditates upon the fact that our ancient parents brought sin, death, suffering, and all sorts of evils into this fallen world because of their disobedience and transgression, we too will moan and weep, realizing that man and man alone is responsible for the state he finds himself in today. We are responsible for wars, murders, exploitations and hate and suffering and starvation and all the hideousness of the contemporary world. But I didn't disobey God in Eden, we might say. But I ask you to consider, Adam sinned but once, and he lost paradise. And the consequence of death and corruption came upon all humankind. How many times, we must ask ourselves, have we sinned? How many times have we disobeyed God's commandments? Every single sin of ours is a perpetuation of that very first sin. And that is why the end times, which 
are near, will be the worst time the world has ever seen, since sin will have reached its maximum at the end, like a growing avalanche at full force towards the bottom of a mountain, when evil will finally be eradicated at the Lord's victorious and second coming. We begin our Lenten journey with this full and sobering realization, my brothers and sisters, that we have been expelled from the glory of God because of our disobedience, because of our pride, because of our own selfishness. Calling to mind Adam's exile from paradise, we, strange as it may sound, understand why the world is in such a dire condition and why there is evil. It is because man rebelled and continues to rebel against God's divine and life-giving commandments. Humanity continues to seek what we will call self-deification, to make itself God without God, to make up its own supreme rules and claim itself to be the highest authority. But this only leads to death and a deformed sense of freedom. Because without the source of life in our own life, Christ himself who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, there is nothing. In fact, there is destruction and annihilation and evil. When and where God has been cast out. And maybe this is the deeper and even the sadder tragic truth. Not that man was expelled from paradise, but that we as a people have expelled God from every aspect of our society. And we also understand that a simple act of disobedience on our part, what it led to, can be undone by another simple act of obedience, to willingly obey, fast, and depend, rely on God, as Adam did not. Because this opens up so many possibilities in our lives, possibilities we never could have thought possible by such a simple but beautiful thing as obedient fasting. When done with pious understanding and with faith. And what does it mean to fast with understanding and with faith? A beautiful and rather famous quote of St. John Chrysostom explains it. Do you fast? Give me proof of it by your works. If you see a poor man, take pity on him. If you see someone being honored, do not envy him. Do not only fast with your mouth, but with your eye, with your ear, and with the feet and the hands. Let the hands fast by being free from greed. Let the feet fast by ceasing to run after sin. Let the eyes fast by disciplining them and not to glare at that which is sinful. Let the ear fast by not listening to evil talk and gossip. Let the mouth fast from foul words and criticism. For what is good is it itself 
If we abstain, what good is it if we abstain from meat and fish, but bite and devour our brothers and sisters? Asks the Holy Father. Finally, my brothers and sisters in Christ, looking upon lost paradise as Adam did, and weeping over our fallen world and our fallen race, we will come to long for with great desire the coming of our redemption, the coming of our Savior at his glorious resurrection at Pascha, at the end of this beautiful journey, and finally, of course, at his fearful second coming, who has once again opened the gates of paradise unto us through his passion, suffering, burial, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension into glory. I conclude this morning with the advice once again of the Holy Church. Adam was banished from paradise through disobedience, and he was cast out from delight. Naked he sat opposite the place, lamenting, Woe is me! Therefore let us all make haste to accept the season of the fast and obey the traditions of the gospel, that through them we may become well-pleasing to Christ and once more receive paradise as our dwelling. To God, who has opened paradise once again for you and for me, be the power and the glory forever. Amen.